Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Dr. Stacy Schlocker. Uh, say hi, Stacy. Hey everybody. All right, so today we are actually talking about one of the most important things in life, and that is sleep. I think that uh, we can all appreciate that. And uh, Stacy has a passion uh, for this topic. And, and Stacy, I'll let you go right into it. You know, what, what is so important about sleep and, and why? You know, I think sleep is probably one of the most important things you can do in your life. Um, everybody loves to sleep, but I don't think everybody is getting enough sleep. And, you know, obviously you deal with athletes for the most part. Um, And so, you know, definitely speak about athletes, but just, you know, everybody from kids to working moms to your grandma. It's it's an important thing. Um, So back to kind of the athletes in particular, you know, I really see that people are always looking for the latest and greatest in how to recover. You know, they're going to their local nutrition store and buying, you know, hundreds of dollars of product, you know. This, this powder and that supplement, but nobody is really looking at, you know, what can I do that's free and easy yeah. to recover better? And free sleep and is easy. There. I like that. Free. Yeah. Completely free. It does not cost you anything to sleep. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, tell me why is that so important? I, I, I understand kind of, you know, through old wives' tales that you have to get your 80 hours of sleep, but, but why? So, um, you know, as far as I know, and I've done a lot of research on this, yeah. um, most of the benefit of training occurs when you're sleeping. Why is that? So it's the biochemical and the endocrinological processes that occur while you're sleeping. That's when, you know, your muscles are recovering and you're really getting the fitness gains is while you're sleeping. Um, Not only that, you know, you're mentally recovering. And we all know that you have to be mentally sharp for whatever you're doing. You know, is it, you know, you're playing a game of soccer or you're Olympic weightlifter or you're a marathon runner. You have to be sharp. And if you don't sleep, you're not going to be sharp. Wow. Okay. So is there a minimum or a maximum or desired amount of sleep that you'd want? So I tell everybody that eight hours of sleep is the most beneficial. With that being said, I expect that, you know, not everybody's going to get their eight hours. So they'll probably get, you know, seven, seven and a half, which is good. Uh, Most professional and I would say top um, amateur athletes that I know are getting eight to nine a night. Uh, so, and everybody has a different requirement. I mean, you, Chris, might need to only sleep seven hours a night and yeah. be on form. Huh. Me, eight and a half is good. Wow, that sounds amazing. Uh, so wait, why is that? Is that something biologically within each each person? Or is that something that's built into their training, their their volume, their type of training? What is it? No, I mean, I think it's definitely genetics and their biology. Hmm. Um, I don't know the exact answer to that. I would say, you know, probably if you're training a little bit more, your need for sleep goes up a little bit more. And if you're in an off season or what have you, then your need may go down a little bit more. Um, it's interesting. I find sometimes I actually sleep more when I'm not in the heat of training. Interesting. So, so it, does it matter if it's undisturbed sleep or, or does it have to be 
eight hours straight because I know that some people might have a harder time relaxing or sleeping. So uh, is there science behind that? What, what's kind of the what's kind of the general consensus? So, I mean, I think undisturbed sleep is the best. So if you can go to sleep for a good eight hours and sleep undisturbed, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Does that always happen? Absolutely not. So, you know, whatever you can do mm-hmm. is is the best. So basically what it comes down to is total amount of sleep. Yes. Okay, so acquired in a day. Now, what about, uh, you know, we've all heard, you know, you know, cat naps or one hour naps or half hour naps or power naps are good for you. Is that true? And then does it matter the quantity within that power nap? Sure. So absolutely true. Um, Wish I could nap on a daily basis, but that's just not part of my life. Um, But absolutely. I know a lot of professional and um, amateur athletes who do nap. so naps are awesome. Hmm. But so they you are have, beneficial. Yeah, but you have to look at, you know, is that part of something you can fit in your life? You know, don't stress out about, sure. you know, getting that nap in. Sure. Um, and then, you know, as far as duration on that, I would say anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. Probably over wow. an hour you don't want to do because you're going to affect your sleep that night. Got it. Okay. I mean, and that makes sense. So, I mean, sometimes that might be a little bit challenging. So, uh, does the quality of the sleep matter as well absolutely so you want to be getting a deep sleep where you're cycling and i think it's every 20 to 30 minutes you cycle between deep sleep and rem and both are very important and i don't know which one is more important for you know recovery and all of that but you know cycling through those on a um a continuous basis during the night is, is super important does does the quality of the sleep impact uh, performance or, you know, for instance, whatever their goals are. So for instance, weight loss. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said about recovery happens during sleep. I've read things that are saying that weight loss happens during sleep. <laughs> and so you, you know, ask why, and it's just, you know, the biochemistry of one's body, huh. the endocrine system. But I like to tell people if you're sleeping more, you're eating less because you're not awake to be <laughs> eating. <laughs> you know, it's a good, if, good equation. if you're up at, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, I'm always snacking. I don't know what sure. you're doing, but, sure. um, but no, but for, in reality, weight loss does happen when you sleep. And, you know, if you read uh, things about, you know, I've seen things on Facebook. I think it's someone today. It says, you know, the top 10 reasons you're not losing weight. And sure enough, on there is you're not sleeping enough. I mean, it, there's there's some science behind that. But there's also, like you said, just the total time that you're awake allows you to eat more. Yep. Right. Yep. Just yep. your nutritional habits. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually would have, that's probably the biggest tidbit I'm taking away from this. Yeah. So I hope you guys are as well. Um, okay. So what uh, lifestyle changes or upgrades or remedies would you say that you would recommend for getting better sleep or, you know, more sleep? Sure. So as doctors, we, we throw out this term called sleep hygiene. Mm. And, you know, when I told my patients this, I think they want to laugh at me half the time. Um, so I like to call it sleep lifestyle. So looking at, you know, how you can set up your lifestyle to get good sleep. Um, and we look at you know, your sleep environment. So sleeping in a cool room. And I know Chris makes fun of my husband <laughs> and I because we have set our thermometer to, I think it's 66 degrees, oh which sounds gosh. really cold. But honestly... Um, Research has shown that a cooler room, bringing your core temperature down, does help get that deep sleep in. Um, And try it sometime because it really, when you get accustomed to it, I've never slept better in my life. How do you get accustomed to shivering? It's not that cold. We have covers on, blankets on. It's great. 66? 
Oh my goodness. For those of you guys listening in, in uh, sunny California out here, our evenings are cooler with a 50 degree temperature and yeah. a lot of us are bundled up in hoodies and and uh and hats and and all these things so 60 is actually really cold for a lot of people and i don't know if i've ever done that before uh, but so so that is beneficial to sleep in a cooler room it is and so, most days are, are saying that yes so hmm. sleeping in a cooler room um and you know find what works for you yeah you know if that's just way too cold for you i think when we first started that i was complaining every night to my husband so is it a, is that a chemical release or is it because for me, if, if I'm a little chillier, then it would ha- it would be harder for me to relax, I feel like. So is there is there a known science why that is? Absolutely. So, And I think it kind of goes back to like the ancestral times of when the sun sets, it gets cold out, uh-huh. the core body temperature goes down, it releases things like melatonin, and that helps your body know it's time to sleep. Interesting. Okay. So note to self, cool yeah. it down. Cool okay. it down. That's, that's not too bad. Okay. You know, other than that, so you've got, you know, sleep in a cool room, sleep in a dark room. Uh, you know, mm. some people will go as far as, you know, blackout shades, everything. Uh, you just got to decide what's right for you. But I think the important thing with a dark room is um, to probably get rid of, you know, any bright lights. So mm. your uh, alarm clock or a nightlight or things like that, you know, keep it as dark as possible. Um, and that goes into another point I have of no television, no iPhone, no Ouch. computer, Ouch. no iPad an Ouch. hour before bed. No. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. And that's killing people. But I have, I have a remedy is. for okay, it. Okay. What is it? So, and, and just to kind of describe why that is, kind of the same thing, you know, our ancestors, the sunset, there's no more light. It tells your brain, time to go to sleep. Sure. You know, you, you crank up the melatonin. Um, but now in modern times, we've got all of our electronics, we've got the lights on, so our brain is not accustomed to knowing it's time to go to bed. Sure. Um, so there's a couple of things you can do to trick your brain. I would say try to stay with that, you know, no computer or whatever, because it is very stimulating, you know. Yeah. You've got um, texts coming in, you've got yeah. emails coming in, you want to respond to them, they, they stimulate you to want to yeah. be awake. But um, so try to stay to that no, no electronics an hour before bed. If you do need to have that going on uh you there are uh programs you can put on your iphone and your computer which block blue light and that's the big thing so avoiding blue light which is what we know is stimulating interesting so so do these programs or apps or things do they uh how do they limit the blue light do they dim or do they what what is i don't know how they work i don't know they they do block it Mm -hmm. um and then the biggest thing that i do and it's probably the dorkiest thing ever is there are bl- there are blue blocking sunglasses <laughs> i love that. and they are i mean you look really stupid wearing them but let me tell you i put mine on every night an hour before i go to bed and i sleep really well and you can buy them on amazon for like seven bucks they're okay. like these big orange glasses block the blue light you're good to go awesome okay so so for for now we've got you've got to wear these uh blue light uh, orange glasses yes you've got to be in a dark room and you've got to be in a colder room and then away from all electronics. So uh, maybe an easy equation is go to Vegas with AC 
dark uh, dark shades and, and orange sunglasses. So that's an easy uh, easy way to recover. Exactly. Um, so what about uh, what about some supplements? Are are there? I know that some people and we have clients who do, who tell us this all the time, <clears throat> whether they're in pain or not. You know, they're having a hard time sleeping because either they're always thinking or their brain won't shut off. Or and what that does is to us, what we see on our side is that people have a harder time recovering and and to us in the sense of repair mode so when people have surgery their healing is just not it's just delayed and and so what that does is it, it extends everything out so we have an athlete who we know by week 16 has to be running and maybe starting to do some more cutting now that it's extended out another month or two weeks because their initial repair phase was so much slower because they weren't sleeping so what what are some other are there nutritional things that people can be doing sure absolutely you know um a lot of people, when they come into my practice, the first thing they want is a pill, a magic pill. Sure. And I guess I'll just start by saying that that's not the place to start. Mm. Um, we, if you are to read the package insert for, you know, whatever it is, Ambien, mm-hmm. Lunesta, Trazodone, those are kind of the bigger sleeping pills we have. Um, they all say for occasional use. So, mm. you know, minimal use. Uh, so I try to get people to try supplements first. Um, the one that everybody thinks of is melatonin. I've had some good success, some bad success. It just depends on you know your body's biochemistry. Yeah. Um, so there's the melatonin. Uh, other things. My favorite thing is a product called Natural Calm, and it's magnesium. And, and that works pretty well. Yes. So we know that magnesium is super important for athletes in recovery. Yeah. But it also helps just kind of calm you down. Yeah. No idea how it works, but I had a patient. I think this week tell me that it was magic. Really? Yeah. So, We're all looking for that magic pill. Exactly. So and not, you know, there's nothing magic, but you know, sure. it works for some people. So that's natural calm. You can buy it at yep. Sprouts. You can buy it at Whole Foods. Um, valerian root is another big one uh, that some people have used. I like the liquid form. Another mm. thing you can buy, you know, Sprouts. Uh, there is ashwagandha, which is more for stress. Okay. Um, so it just kind of helps people calm down. Wow. Um, those are my big ones. Rhodiola is another one that some people have used. I don't know a lot about that one. Huh. I mean, so these are great because these are more kind of natural, homeopathic, yep. uh, easy things to do. So with, I would imagine, minimal side effects or less yep. than, than medication. Much no side effects. Awesome. Um, the side effect of the natural calm is if you take too much, it gives you diarrhea. So you'll know if you're taking too much. Well, you'll wake up yeah. pretty quickly. So yes. no sleep um, for you. But, you know, if you if you take the recommended amount, it's it's not a problem. Okay, great. Okay, so we've got some supplements. We've got the lighting. We've got the blue light. We've got the deep sleep. We've got the quantity. So those are all good things um now and this is i've had a couple bodybuilders and and physique competitors ask me about this i think the challenge uh, a lot of people have especially during different phases of training is that they have to maintain a certain amount of volume of liquid of water just for hydration there's that balance of say for instance someone's doing a gallon of water now it might not be safe for them to do that in one sitting but they obviously have to do that throughout the day and so those quantities might be at different times now if they if we consume a lot of water in the afternoon or evening and and they have to go to the restroom in the middle of the night, is that undisturbed sleep? Can you still get quality with with chunks of, of sleep with broken up by, you know, random disturbances? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, my recommendation would be try to push it 
earlier mm-hmm. in the day, you know, mm-hmm. definitely try to get in as much as you can. Uh, we recommend trying to limit your fluid intake an hour or two before bed. Yep. Uh, so, you know, don't think at 8 p.m. you're going to, you know, catch up on your fluids because you're definitely going to be up sure. three or four times yeah, during yeah. the Yeah, you're night. asking for trouble. Yeah, but I mean, if you're getting up, you know, one time a night, yep. it would hopefully be the, the max people are getting up, yep. then you're okay. Okay, perfect. And and so now, Stacey, and this is actually helpful for uh, audience uh, to hear this. Uh, Stacy is a, a pretty amazing athlete as well as an outstanding physician. So uh, we appreciate her being on here. But Stacy, tell us about w- what you do to train because I feel like uh, knowing where you come from is also a, a big factor. You know, what do you do for training? So I'm a triathlete. Um, and, a very good one. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, that is, yes, running, biking, and swimming, all three. Um, I've been doing that, I think, for 12 or 13 years now. Um, and don't really come from a super competitive athletic background, but just kind of fell into it um, a while back and yeah. love it. So how many days a week are you training? I train seven days a week. Wow, seven days a week. <laughs> you have to when you're trying to do three things. <laughs> That's amazing. So just so you know, you know, Stacey uh, does train at a high level and, and she does implement a lot of good strategies, and, and which is why we are bringing her on board and, and giving you guys some insight. So tell us a little bit about tips out of all these things what works the best for you and your training to be able to get more sleep so you know the sleep hygiene is a big thing for me i have Mm -hmm. to say that my interest in this comes because i used to have horrible sleep patterns Mm. i mean i went through medical school it's very stressful um and then you go to residency and that's even more stressful and then they ask you to stay overnight one in five nights. Yeah. So you're working 36 to 40 hours straight. Wow. And then you're going home at, say, one or two in the afternoon, trying to catch up on your sleep. Wow. And then you're back in the hospital the next day at 6 a.m. So I kind of came out of that phase of my life with horrible sleep patterns, um, you know, taking a lot of things like Ambien and wow. kind of realized that that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so I really did a lot of research and found out what was right for me. And a lot of things I've said, you know, like you said, we're sleeping in this, this cold room and I've got my yeah. funny sunglasses on <laughs> and, um, and, and all, and all these things. Um, it's, it's a, a wonder that I was able to meet my husband and eventually marry him because <laughs> it doesn't make for the most romantic <laughs> life, cold. but, um, but you know, I actually have him on board with all this now, so that's good. Um, but yeah, just really finding what's right for you yeah. because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing, you know, to take this a little bit other direction I wanted to say was that, you know, if you truly think that you have a sleeping disorder mm-hmm. Or, you know, you even think you might see your physician, you know, Mm. don't try to fix this on your own because there's things that, you know, can be done, you know, maybe you have sleep apnea. It's a serious medical problem and something that should be diagnosed and treated. Um, And there's a lot of help out there, but don't, you know, don't go to your local pharmacy and just buy a huge bottle of Tylenol PM and chug it every night because it's just not good for you. And I think it's good for clinicians like physical therapists to be able to um, know that, right? So because we see clients on a daily basis who may not be going to their physicians. And and so for us, it's helpful to hear some of these things. So that way, um, in the event that we hear some of these uh, yellow flags, as we might call them, Mm -hmm. we might recommend that they 
go see their primary care or whatever it may be so that they can have these things addressed uh, versus I, I think it's very easy to say, oh, take melatonin or you hear these kind of fads or, you know, drink more water or just try and relax or stop using your phone or whatever it is. Sure. I think it's good to kind of go to the source and, and somebody who is well informed in these things to be able to do that. Um, now, are there specialists in this area that have, you know, that, that, that they need to be aware of or is this just go see their primary care? So there are specialists. Mm -hmm. um, I think you start with your primary care doctor. Okay. And if they can't figure it out, then, you know, then they will refer you. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is if you go to see your primary care physician with, you know, some sleep issues and the first thing they do is pull out their, their prescription pad and write you a prescription for one of the drugs we've yeah. talked about, I would get a second opinion okay. because I don't think that's, that's the fair. place to start. Yeah, I think it's very fair. You know, I think that nowadays I think that we all like to um, feel like we're, uh, being heard or, or we want to try alternative things and, and sometimes the medication might not uh, feel the best on our bodies or stomach or whatever it may be. So I, I think that's nice. That's refreshing hearing that in terms of maybe looking at other avenues of, of resources, information. Uh, perfect. So what else, Stacy? What else uh, is there about sleep that we need to know? Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, this doesn't only apply to us adults. Mm -hmm. I know you have a lot oh, of wow. junior athletes yes. around here yep. and it's important for kids to get sleep. Honestly, I mean, they're, you know, especially these kids who are, you know, getting up, going to school for, I don't know how long you go to school for yep. these days, but you know, um, and then they're going and playing their sport for another couple of hours. Sleep is so important for them. So as a parent, make sure that you are prioritizing sleep for your yep. child, yep. you know, cut them off of their video games, cut them off of their TV, um, you know, take them and same thing for the kids, you know, they need to sleep in a cool, dark, quiet room, you know, go in, read with your kids. That's going to help them go to sleep. I mean, those are simple things. Yep. Yeah. Very easy things. Okay. So kids, adults, athletes, all of the above, it's the same principle. Doesn't matter. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, you know what, Stacy, we appreciate you being on, on here on the podcast. Stacy is a, is a client of ours and has been a client of ours for a long time. And we've seen her go through small injuries here and there, and uh, you're hearing it from the source. She is a wealth of knowledge. So Stacy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, we will uh, include some details about her contact information below the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Say bye, Stacy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chris.